the famished man and the bloated man learning to serve at harvest time a talk for the 14th sunday after trinity it was the night of the harvest supper and the famished man loitered in the shadows outside the village hall as the guests made their way indoors among them was the bloated man who loved harvest suppers partly because he loved any supper any opportunity to gorge himself on a hot cooked meal prepared by someone else but mostly because harvest suppers gave him the chance to make a show of his great wealth and a pitch for his generosity by dominating the bidding in the charity auction at the end after the harvest supper the bloated man emerged as he did every year alone but with a carrier bag full of wine bottles and a great big box full of fruit and veg spilling out onto the pavement the famished man as he did every year followed the bloated man as he made his way along the street to his big mansion house just the other side of the parish church along the way an apple fell from the bloated man's box and the famished man picked it up and bit into it ravenously noticing this the bloated man turned to the famished man and said here lazarus carry this box to my gate the famished man lazarus being emaciated almost buckled under the weight of the food struggled along the road with it and when the bloated man had unlocked his big metal gate and lazarus handed the box back to him a punnet of grapes fell out under the ground lazarus hungrily reached for it but the bloated man said put that back and this having been done locked the gate behind him leaving lazarus to scrabble for the few grapes which had rolled away on the path then gripping the railings which surrounded the mansion lazarus watched horrified as the bloated man made his way not to his front door but to a row of wheelie bins at the side of the house lazarus groaned as the bloated man opened the lid on a bin and poured all the contents of his food box into it followed by the box itself then turned picked up the carrier bag of wine bottles and went inside the bloated man loved the idea of service as long as that meant others serving him the bloated man loved the idea of sacrifice as long as that meant others making sacrifices which benefited him the bloated man loved the idea of charity as long as that meant public gestures which cost him effectively nothing and made him look good in other people's eyes and in Hades where he was being tormented he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side he called out father Abraham have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I'm in agony in these flames but Abraham said child remember that during your lifetime you received your good things and Lazarus in like manner evil things but now he is comforted here and you are in agony the story of the rich man and lazarus is a fitting one for harvest for at root it is a parable about hunger and how we respond to it it's a parable about food and what we do with it it's a parable about god's good earth and how we live on it it's a parable about serving and being served it is also a parable of extremes contrasting a very wealthy man with a very impoverished one it's like our own world where the richest few have eye-watering wealth whilst the poorest half of the world's population barely subsist 
We here are undoubtedly closer to the rich man than to Lazarus in global wealth terms, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're like the bloated man in the way that we deal with hunger, food and the earth. For there will have been some at that harvest supper who handed the famished man some fruit as they saw him begging outside, others who gave him cash, maybe even a generous couple who bought the famished man a ticket for the supper and invited him to sit and eat with them. There will have been some at that harvest supper who each day for weeks and months beforehand had caringly tended their vegetable patches to grow the food to display and eat that evening, others who made their living on the land raising animals, growing crops, with all the intimate understanding of nature and its ways that such a life brings. The supper happened because some took the time and skill to prepare hot food for those who came, and there were those who served it to the guests, and others again who took home parcels of fruit and veg and people's tinned fruits and the following day gave them away to the sick and housebound and lowly ones of the village. There is real goodness in serving others, which brings joy to both the servant and the served. This has been forefront in our minds this past week as we've recalled the life of our late Queen Elizabeth. We've heard many times that speech she made as a young princess, declaring before all the peoples in her care that her whole life, whether it be long or short, would be devoted to our service and much has been rightly said about how very thoroughly she fulfilled that solemn vow. She took her inspiration from the life and teachings of Jesus, who himself said, I am among you as one who serves. Somewhere in between the rich man and Lazarus, we are called to the joy of serving others and serving God's good earth, which we may consider to be very much the same thing because our scriptures insist that God, as creator, has absolute sovereignty over the environment. We must use it only in accordance with his will, and he, we will answer collectively as well as individually for all our decisions in this area. Our traditions and our instincts teach us that there is an intimate link between humankind and the soil. We are intimately bound to the land. We are taken from the ground. Our food is derived from it. We are commanded to till and keep it, and we return to it. We are to keep it, not dominate it. We are to guard and protect the ground. And when Genesis says we are to till the earth, it uses a Hebrew word which means that we are the servant of the ground. We may deal with hunger, food and the earth as servants of the earth and its creatures. There is joy in service of this kind, because when we serve the earth, then the earth from its richness returns goodness to us. In the same way there is joy in serving others, because in doing so we find health and strength in the mutual blessing this brings. It's what we take from the life of a queen committed to the common good. It's what the scriptures and the good earth itself each teach us.